Good evening, Lafayette. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or you absolutely can use the KPL app chat. I've got it open, ready to go, waiting on your messages to come in. It is the 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet Cadillac. They are our sponsor for this hour. They are also there for you to help you with all of your automotive needs. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet over at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. So we have more information and more analysis that's come out about the Hunter Biden indictment. I mentioned it uh, this morning, so uh, filling in for Moon Grafon. Grateful to Moon to, to let me have that opportunity Uh, But there is some stuff still to go over. I want to read a bit from my friend at National Review, Jim Garrity. Jim Garrity had a pretty good breakdown. Uh, This is my favorite part. There are a lot of men who go into strip clubs. There are significantly fewer who get the stripper pregnant. There are a lot of men who get a woman pregnant pregnant or get a get a woman pregnant unintentionally there are fewer who get into long messy battles about paying child support for the child of that unexpected pregnancy and exceptionally few who are legally permitted to pay child support in the form of paintings there are many men who have lost a beloved brother there are very few who promptly started an extramarital affair with their late brother's widow It is as if in every conceivable circumstance, year by year, Hunter Biden chooses the single most destructive option available. If almost anyone else on earth made decisions like these, they would end up in the direst of circumstances, probably either behind bars or dead. But Hunter Biden managed to escape the worst consequences over and over and over again because he's been the son of the most powerful senator, then vice president, and then a likely presidential candidate, then the president. Late last night, news broke that a federal grand jury in California has indicted Hunter Biden on nine charges, including three felonies for failing to pay his taxes, understating his income and exaggerating his expenses on tax returns. The details laid out in the indictment are sorted. Hunter allegedly paid $188,960 on, quote, adult entertainment instead of paying his taxes. What's more, A lot of what he was paying for adult services, he later attempted to claim as deductions for business expenses, including a $1,500 Venmo payment on August 14th, 2018. That payment was to an exotic dancer at a strip club. The defendant described the payment in the Venmo transaction as for artwork. The exotic dancer, dancer has not sold him any artwork. Okay, I said this this morning, but I need to say it again. I think... The uh, I think the prosecution here is being a little unfair. Dancing is an art. There are plenty of great dancers out there who provide art. I don't know what type of art this dancer was providing Hunter Biden, but it seems it seems like they're just anti-dancer here. But anyway, payments totaling eleven thousand five hundred dollars for an escort paid by the defendant to spend two nights with him. The defendant circled $1,248 in payments for airline tickets as a business expense for an exotic dancer to fly from Los Angeles to New York in September 2018. Apparently, you can't claim that as a business expense, flying a stripper across the country to see you. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. We need tax reform now. Anyway, he was using all of this money 
to hire hookers, pay for porn, pay for drugs, party it up, live the type of lifestyle that actually in Hollywood movies gets somebody arrested and sent to jail when, you know, Hollywood itself is actually doing all those things too. But the thing is, I need to go back to something that a friend of mine pointed out. The Hunter Biden indictment, the allegation doesn't allege a failure to pay taxes on $1.4 million, but rather failure to pay taxes of $1.4 million. And it's not so much the failure to pay. It's the fact that he attempted to defraud on it by claiming these things as business expenses and things like that. As I mentioned this morning, Hunter Biden is a person in the throes of addiction. And on that, I have some pity for him. However, this is not addiction born of the direst of circumstances. It's not addiction born of somebody struggling. It's an addiction born of a privileged person whose family never told him no. As Jim Garrity points out in National Review, a normal person, you or me, we would find ourselves on the streets, if not dead, engaging in a lot of these behaviors. A lot of the behaviors that Hunter Biden was known to engage in. We would, without a doubt, we would be out on the street, if not dead. But not Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden, a very influential senator, a vice president, a presidential candidate, presidential candidate hopeful, president. All of those things. All of those things make Hunter Biden vastly different. Yes, he is an addict. And yes, he's got some serious issues going on. But the fact of the matter is, Hunter Biden is a spoiled, privileged child, a man-child. And Joe Biden has tried to protect him, has tried to protect him for political reasons, tried to protect his son from being convicted of all the things he was going to be convicted of. There will almost certainly be a plea deal, not the sweetheart deal that he was going to get, which ironically we would be avoiding all this, right? Or he would be avoiding all this right now. If his team had taken the plea deal that was given to him over the summer, not anymore. They rejected that and the hammer was dropped, but he will likely get a plea deal. He may or may not have to spend time in prison. He may or may not have to pay that $1.4 million. I don't know what he's going to have to end up paying or doing or how much time he's going to have to spend. But one thing is very, very certain. He will still never be held to account on it. Never. 
He will never learn his lesson. He will never be taught that the, he'll never he'll, he'll never have to learn that he's done wrong. He's an entitled child. And his daddy has worked to allow him to live in that sense of security. And on one level, he has my pity. Uh, addiction is a terrible, terrible beast. And addiction makes you an uncontrollable person if you can't get a handle on it, if you can't get treatment for it. But part of overcoming addiction is having a support system that sees the problems that the addiction's causing you. And he didn't have that. All right, let's jump to the phone lines real quick before we take our first break. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hi, this is Michael Roy. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very fine in yourself. I'm doing great. What you got? The thing that I think that Biden did the worst was that he was an extortionist. Mm-hmm. He started with, dealt with these foreign governments. So he didn't register as a lobbyist. And it looks like they have some espionage or something beside the extortion is going on behind the scenes we don't know about. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing I'm concerned about. Is that there's some, it's left us open to being blackmailed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And these other things, there's a lot of, of, uh, a lot of great leaders in the world. They, they indulge themselves in stuff like this, you know, like what he did. Yeah. And, uh, they don't get uh, taken to task for it. But uh, this stuff about about dealing with these other governments and starting money from that, that's just really, really bad. It really is. You're absolutely right. And the thing is, thank you very much for the call. we got to take this break. But the thing about it is, I think it was Jonathan Turley who mentioned, in fact, let me get to this analysis when I, when I get back from this break. Jonathan Turley, who called this indictment a marvel of evasion because it's only focusing on that tax stuff. It's not focusing on those other things like you mentioned. Let's talk about that a little when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can join in the conversation through the KPL app chat like Scott and Shaky have. I'm going to get to those comments in just a minute, but I do have to remind you that this is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer for nine years in a row, talking, of course, about service Chevrolet Cadillac right around the corner from here at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette, or you can check them out online at servicegm.com. They have the largest selection of Chevrolet's in Louisiana, they're getting new inventory daily, new and used cars right there on the lot of parts and service department, body shop and collision center, fine line, custom auto, the wash, everything you could possibly need. And they offer special pricing for the men and women of the military, first responders and educators, thanking those people who serve our country, serve our community, serve our kids for their service, their sacrifice. It's all there for you at Service Chevrolet. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet. Again, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette or servicegm.com. Shaky 
on the KPL News app brings up a good point. Hunter's lawyers didn't reject the plea deal. The judge did. And that's basically for those of you who don't remember, he was going to he he was going to uh, get this sweetheart plea deal, and the judge started questioning some things. Some things didn't look right to the judge. Well, then Hunter's uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer started freaking out. Like, and 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 they were. Uh, they were adamant that they were supposed to be guaranteed that there would be no future prosecutions. And the judge was like, oh, hell no. And so the whole thing fell apart. But Hunter Biden, his entitled lawyers, uh, or the entitled Hunter Biden and his lawyers, rather, uh, started, started they were going to agree to it. Then all of a sudden they had a fit about it and it just fell apart and the, the judge threw it out. So that's absolutely right. We can thank the judge for this wonderful gift that has been given. The problem is, as Jonathan Turley points out, the special counsel only indicts tax evasion that occurred in recent years. That's because the long investigation into Hunter inexplicably inexplicably, uh, allowed the statute of limitations to, inexplicably, sorry, I can't read, allowed the statute of limitations to expire on the most controversial payments from Ukraine gas company Burisma, Recent testimony from IRS whistleblowers suggests that wasn't an accident. Investigators were stonewalled, they claimed, and the Justice Department was previously moving to reject any charges against Hunter Biden. There's more on that. If you go to to my site, redstate.com, where I'm a senior editor, my buddy Mike Miller has this, uh, a marvel of evasion, Hunter indictment intentionally written by the DOJ to avoid implicating Joe Biden. That's Jonathan Tarley's assessment. My buddy Mike Miller has written on it. Go check that out at redstate.com. You can see more there. Now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears, move away from the politics a little bit. Let's go to some cultural stuff. I, I want to talk. I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. It was bound to happen at some point. I want to talk about Doctor Who. I want to talk about Disney, their role in it, but I want to talk about Doctor Who. There's some outrage over the most recent episodes that have come out and that now are now available on Disney. So I do want to talk about that. We'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Stick around. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, yes. T-Don, I know you asked last week, but or maybe it was early this week. I can't remember. I think it was early this week. Yes, that is the Carol of the Bells and the Imperial March from Star Wars all in one. I figured it was okay. I mean, you know, this is going to be a nerdy segment. Might as well play something super nerdy as an intro. But that is, uh, it's one of my favorite bits of Christmas music. It's some genius out there combined. Carol of the Bells, which sounds fairly intimidating on its own just the music but then combined it with the imperial march and it somehow works really really well so yes that is one of my favorite pieces of christmas music i have if you were listening to acadiana's morning news earlier this week they they were kind of making they were teasing me about my uh my christmas playlist that i have just christmas bumpers it's not every good christmas song or what anything like that's not the most popular ones it's just ones that i wanted to throw in as bumpers and yes it does include wham's last christmas but i haven't played it yet because tracy is playing uh that whamageddon game where you don't listen to wham's last christmas for as long as you can and in case she's listening i don't want to play it and then screw the game up for her. i'm trying to be a nice co-worker here but anyway 
232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. I want to talk about Doctor Who. I do. Um, it is very nerdy of me to want to talk about it, but it's also my show, so I have the, uh, the privilege to be able to do so. I have the right to talk about it on my show. Doctor Who has come back for uh, for some more episodes, and they've brought back David Tennant, who was one of the most popular Doctor Who actors of the modern era. And for the three episodes that he's back for, there's some controversy, especially in the first episode he came back for, which was two weekends ago. In that ep- episode, his former companion, his former friend, uh, Donna, has a daughter, but you later find out that daughter is trans. And that becomes kind of a, a part of the episode. The, the trans character is getting made fun of by classmates. Um, and then at the end of the episode, they sort of ham-fistedly throw in this non-binary thing. Um, and and they, they make it fit into the episode or whatever. And I have a lot of friends who are nerds, who are Doctor Who fans, who are just sick of it. And they, they've said, I'm not going to watch any more of the new episodes. The show's clearly gone woke and everything like that. And, and I understand. It was kind of ham-fistedly in there. It wasn't, it, they made it kind of fit with the general theme of the episode and what was going on. But it was kind of ham-fisted in there. I, Doctor Who has been, it, it had been spiraling. Uh, before the these episodes, um, the before David Tennant's return, they had Jodie Whittaker, the first uh, woman to play uh, the Doctor in the Doctor Who series, um, and the seasons she was on were absolutely terrible. Uh, the se- the the actor before her was Peter Capaldi, did an okay job, but the writing wasn't great. But it's they just they they really went with some social justicey type stuff in the Jodie Whittaker years. It, it wasn't good, right? That's that's the problem for me. It's not so much the super woke. I can handle the super woke stuff. I've watched a lot of shows that have that have been very blatant about it, and I haven't hated the shows all that much for it. Um, it's when the writing is terrible. It's when the writing doesn't make sense, and that's what bothers me. So that's why this episode, this new David Tennant episode didn't bother me, but the Jodie Whittaker stuff did because the the writer then was doing an awful job of writing. And and I can overlook a lot of stuff when the writing is good. I can overlook the social messaging and things like that when the writing is good. When you when you have crappy writing though, it just makes everything else worse. Case in point. Avengers Endgame was a good movie. It was a good movie. I think they rushed. I I always think the endings to things are pretty much rushed because they spend so much time on the exposition and setting things up. And then it's just, we got to rush to the final scene. But they had that one moment and Hollywood was all abuzz about that moment where uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man has the infinity gauntlet that, that Thanos is trying to get back. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And then uh, Captain Marvel appears and all these female characters appear. It's this big, strong, powerful, we are woman moment. And it's like they're and, and gone. It, it, they, they touted it as this big thing. It was a blip in the entire action sequence. But they touted it as this big pro-woman, woman power uh, thing. 
And it was just horribly thrown in there to make a statement. It did not come across good. On the flip side of that, Disney, with its Mandalorian series, had one of the season's finales. Uh, there was a moment where the Mandalorian, who is a male character, is going through this old Empire ship and fighting these bad guys. And there's a moment where the the supporting characters in this scene are all women, and they're having their sort of, you know, I'm powerful woman moment. But it's not like overt and in your face. It's just these are three women who are out there with blasters and, and whatever, kicking butt. And it's just a night nice, like that's that's the more powerful moment because it was written in a way where it just made sense. And that's what woke culture doesn't get. Woke culture is all about the messaging. They don't care about the quality of the entertainment. If the entertainment is good, that messaging doesn't bother a whole lot of people. When the writing is bad, you also have the messaging on top of this of something somebody already doesn't like. Everything else looks so much worse. If your focus is on the message and not the quality of the entertainment, you're doing a bad job. Bob Iger's learning this now. Bob Iger is the guy who stepped down, named a successor, and then more or less kind of sabotaged his successor, who wasn't woke enough, and came back and like, we're going to do all this. And Bob Iger's now is coming out and saying, well, we, we really need to take a moment and, and go back to what our job really is. We need to focus on the entertainment rather than the message. Well, no, I can't even say it because it, it's a bad word. The FCC will, will jump through the window and, and tackle me and take me off this mic. But you know what I'm about to say when I say no and starts with sh- and you, you know where I'm going with that. No, duh, maybe. That, I should say that. I'm a 90s kid. No, duh. You need to focus on the entertainment. The entertainment is what brings us into the theater. The entertainment is what has us subscribe to Disney+. Plus. The entertainment is what has us do all, just partake in the medium. No, you got to do all this messaging and stuff. That's, you know, that's why um, the the Australian, uh, the, the, the Australian show Bluey, that's why it's so popular with kids and adults. It's not preachy. I love watching that show with my youngest. We love Bluey at our house. It, it, it's a show, it has lessons, it has morals, but it's not preachy about it. I also suspect that most of the messaging is actually geared toward adults rather than kids. The kids are just entertained by it. But it's thoroughly entertaining entertainment. Imagine that, being entertained by the entertainment. But the woke culture out there is constantly pushing to make sure the messaging dominates everything. And as a result, the quality of the content they put out is Utter garbage. The new Doctor Who, with the exception of that one little woke bit in that first first episode of these three specials that have come out, they're pretty good. The, the first two episodes that have come out, they're pretty good. The second episode was phenomenal. The third episode that's coming up tomorrow... I think will be good. It has Neil Patrick Harris in it. I could not hate anything that Neil Patrick Harris is in. 
also like David Tennant a lot as an actor, too. I'll be honest. But the quality of the entertainment is good. The, uh, the guy who originally helped relaunch the series after its long hiatus, uh, Russell T. Davies, came back. And he's doing quality writing. He's doing quality work with Doctor Who. It's not the the woke guy, the woke folks who were writing it there at the end of the Jodie Whittaker run. People who are focused on good entertainment over the messaging will ten times out of ten be the dominant forces in entertainment. And that's what a lot of people forget. A lot of the wokes have forgotten that entertainment has to be number one. Anyway, Billy and Church Point, you're absolutely right, but you can't use that language on the app. I guess you can. I'm not going to read it out loud, but you were absolutely right at what I was trying to say earlier. Anyway, let's take this break. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap things up here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, shout out to Scott, Shaky, Billy, and Church Point, the folks who have uh, who have messaged already, and uh, a big thank you to the folks who kind of messaged me uh, earlier today, saying they were listening when I was filling in for Moon. I was glad to have y'all along for the ride. Uh, it's always fun to fill in for Moon. It's a, it, it it's a ve- it feels like a very different beast than just doing this hour in the evenings. I mean, it's the beginning of the day. There's still news coming in. There's stuff rolling. You're trying to make sense of it all. And you got to do it for three hours uh, as opposed to just the two, uh, the, the one hour that I have here. So uh, it's, it's a bit more challenging to do those three hours. And, and if a lot of people just think you can, you know, just jump behind a microphone and talk uh, and just BS your way through it. And, I mean, and, and Moon will jokingly tell you well, that's what he does every day. And I, I, I would jokingly tell you the same thing. But really, there's there's a lot of, of, of reading, which is why it's so easy to get burned out on it. Because you're reading not just the news, but you're reading the commentary. You're listening to the commentary. You're getting all this, this and that. It, it It's very easy for that to cause burnout. And so that's ultimately what ends up happening time to time. I, I'll tell you, I did three hours this morning. I didn't want to come back and do this fourth hour today, but I promised you guys I would, and I don't think it's fair for me to not meet do my responsibilities on this show just because I did something else earlier today. I, I, that's, that's not who I am. I, I want to have these conversations with you because, again, it's a different beast than Moon Show. This is a... You know, it's it's just a local thing. It's, it's you guys are my five o'clock news crew. You know, my five o'clock news crews, my five o'clock news crew. You guys riding along with me, Scott, uh, Scott, Billy, uh, Shaky, all y'all out there uh, who are commenting on the app, sending me messages, emails. I do get y'all's emails. Um, as as I mentioned this morning, you know, uh, I've been doing this. I've been doing this show. We're. Uh, a little over a month away from me being on the air for two years here at KPL with a, with a show I'd, I'd been doing you know spots in the morning show uh, uh, for a while before that but but Brandon offered me a show and it, it launched on January 10th of 2021 and we've been going uh, I'm sorry 2022 and we've been going nonstop ever since and uh it's it's just I've I've really enjoyed kind of you guys joining me here in the afternoons and the evenings for it. So 
I just I wanted to say all that uh, because again, it can be so draining to be just constantly taking in the news twenty four hours a day, which is I've told you guys before. I when this show is over, I I turn it off. I with the exception of the debate the other night. I try not to let this consume my entire... If, if somebody talks to me outside of my show or outside of the station, um, sometimes even in the station, but if, if people who are talking to me outside of the show about what do you think about this story or that story or whatever, I, I, no offense to them, I, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it at that time because I'm either still reading it or I'm trying to come up with it or I just don't want to talk about it because I'm focused on something else that is not politics because it will literally drive you crazy if you talk about it 24-7. And there's so many people who don't understand that. There are so many people who they make this their whole life. And I can't do that. I mean, there's a, you know, Moon went on vacation. Moon's taking a break. And that's why he's out today. Moon will also tell you, he doesn't, he doesn't watch news. He doesn't watch, you know, the cable news networks. He doesn't, he reads the stories he needs to read, but he doesn't go and just take all this in 24 hours a day. It will absolutely just destroy your mind if you do that. So as we get, you know, to the holiday season, it's important to remember, hey, spend time with your family and not dealing with this garbage. This garbage will remain. The United States will continue with a bunch of broken and disturbed people still running it. You guys have a great weekend. I will talk to you on Monday. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going live in a matter of minutes. You can find that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. The algorithm likes that. If you don't use Apple or Spotify for podcasts, you can go go look up Substack. Go look up the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack. You'll find me. Subscribe to that there. You'll get the podcast episodes emailed to you daily. Have a great one. Talk to you guys again on Monday here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.